to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. And be petty, because I have a petty spirit. So if my petty spirit is live, it, it will. that I am (laughs) I I don't like the cold so I try not to complain about the heat but it is really hot my car was was reading 101 today yes my car was reading at five o'clock it was reading a hundred degrees yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, well, it just needs to cool down because I, you know, parked at the top of the um, parking garage. But no, even after I had been in my car for 30 minutes, it still said 100 degrees. That's crazy at five o'clock in, in the evening. But I'm not complaining because this is what I asked for. So right. I'm just. I'm just enjoying it. It it is what it is. I just have to deal with it. Have to come in and turn my air conditioner down a little bit. <laughs> but I'm good. So for car chatter, I thought we would talk about something that I heard on another podcast. Um, she said that there was a thing called a pink tax. Now, have you heard of that before? What is it? <laughs> A pink tax. Tax uh, T A X. Supposedly, yeah, T A X. Okay. Pink tax. And so I actually had heard somebody else talk about this um, just recently. I don't know where, or I read it somewhere that supposedly there's a finger quote pink tax, and basically it's women get charged for um, taxes higher on things than men. So they said like feminine products, which men don't use. So, you know, um, but feminine products and then, you know, even clothes and shoes and, you know, different things like that. They were saying that women get taxed. Have you ever heard of such? I have. I I actually read an article about that a while ago. Okay. Maybe a few years ago, but I, I didn't... I didn't know that they attached the term pink tax to it, but yeah, I've, I've, I heard that a long time ago. Well, um, you know, and at first I was like, I don't believe that that doesn't sound right. But then the more I thought about it, you know, um, there are things that we probably get charged more for, but, um, she said, which is really sad is we supposedly make, less money than men so we get charged for more things 
but we make less money. And she even included things like when you go get an oil change, uh, some, sometimes they have a tendency to try to give you, charge you more or add more things when you go versus well, yeah, when the that, guy goes. That doesn't yeah. work with me. <laughs> yeah, with me either. Because I'm an upfront kind of chick. When I pull in, I usually go to one of those Jiffy Lubes or one of those kind of deals. When I pull in, just want the oil change, nothing else. Like, so there's no need for the back and forth to come show me the filter and yeah. All of that. I mean, I, I don't care, and I know <laughs> typically how much the oil change is. Like a lot of times, this stuff is published, so you you can't charge right. me sixty nine dollars and you're charging a guy forty nine because I know how right. much because that information is published. And as far as the filters are concerned. Okay, I, I understand. I need to get those changed maybe once a year. The air filter may be a little bit more, especially, you know, in the hot, hotter state. So I keep track of it. But, you know, I when you asked that question, I thought about it. I was having a conversation with Mr. And in some ways, he thinks the exact opposite. Because, you know, like Victoria's Secrets will do their specials and it's like you get seven for $26, right. $28, something like that. And he was like, y'all just get everything. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And he's like, you're getting seven pair for under $30. Like that never happens for us. So <laughs> different people look at it differently. Yeah, but well, and and she talked about this that you know we have so much to buy though we have to buy bras and panties and she said even with panties we have to buy panties for tight fitting clothes or panties for when your cycle is on or you know the boy short panties or. We buy some that smooth you out for those of us that might. Well, you this know, is true, but there. you know, some people just buy panties, <laughs> and they don't. Yeah. They don't. Have, well, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean, and yeah, but I, yeah, I think some people, women, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Well. Trust me, I have seen some women that, that should. need to, <laughs> but obviously don't. That's <laughs> like, why. That's why I know? said that because I, there are some that that don't, and I don't know why. If maybe they just don't know, they were not taught that. They just don't take the time to know what works best and in in different clothing. But yeah, a, a lot of women don't do that. They just they buy underwear. <laughs> Right. And, and, you know, I was going to say to give them the benefit of the doubt, well, maybe it's because they're younger and they're still learning about, you know, dressing appropriately. But I have seen some grown ass women, like fully grown, that still have on the wrong underwear. Or, you know what, sometimes I think you must don't care. Like you just, you just don't care. You like you, this, it is what it is. This my last pair. I'm wearing these pants and you know. Yeah. And it gets like that. I've had situations where I've gotten up, gotten ready for work 
And then, you know, some days it's like, okay, I'm not feeling this. And then change clothes. And then you do yeah. that that turnaround and like, oh, man, no, I got to take all this off again. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. I have on the Absolutely. wrong panties for the outfit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was just interesting. A pink tax. I had heard that before, but, you know, not really talked about it. But the way she broke it down, I was like, okay, there probably are some things that you know, that we probably pay more for. I don't know about an actual tax or whatever, but there are things that we probably pay yeah. more for. I, I do think they upcharge, but also because we have a lot more options than the right. guys. Because if you look at it as far as, you know, we have, and like you said, we're buying different things, but for instance, or razors or the shaving stuff, like the guys will have maybe two or three that they can select from. We might have five or 10. (laughs) And then sometimes they, they have to, to pretty it up. So you get the different colors and little different things added to it. And yes, I do think that they upcharge for a lot of the little things that they add to it to give us that feminine look. So although I had heard about it a while ago, I did not know that it was it was termed pink tax. Yeah, yeah. Well, now now we are a little more well versed on what a finger quote pink tax is. So, right. Okay. Well, we can jump right into um, this week's topic, but before we do, I wanted to mention um, a podcast. Endeavor Podcast Solutions. Um, Endeavor Podcast Solutions offers podcast strategies and post-production services for new and aspiring podcasts. So you should check her out if you're thinking about starting a podcast or if you've already started but you need a little help. You should check her out at www.endeavorpodcastsolutions.com. Okay, so we can jump into this week's topic. And um, so again, I was, uh, obviously I love to listen to podcasts. And so I was listening to a podcast. Well, actually it was The Breakfast Club and somebody called in and she was saying that her boyfriend said that she couldn't go out in a specific dress because he didn't like it. So they either she would change or they weren't going. Mm-hmm. And that made me think, um, how do you feel about your spouse telling you what you can or cannot wear, where you can or cannot go, or what friends you can hang out with? Like, what are your thoughts? Do you feel like, and and if you're okay with that, then do you feel like you are just, compromising or do doing what women should do in a relationship or are you just submitting and letting him kind of run things okay i think that one some of that is pretty broad i can get with some of it and some of it i can't but 
I think it depends on what it is. Now, as far as somebody telling you what friends you can have and where you can go, that's controlling. And that, I I, I don't deal with the control issues. And then you have to t- maybe take a step back and say, okay, why? Like, is he saying he doesn't want me to hang around this person or that person because of that person? Or is he saying he doesn't want me to go here because here is dangerous? Like, what goes into that? But just to say, no, you can't go there or you can't do that just because you're insecure about something? No, that doesn't work for me. Now, on the other side of it, when we're talking about clothes, I think a lot of times in, in some aspects, aspects of the relationship I am a pleaser so if I know that my man likes something then when we're together I'm going to try to do what he likes uh, 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 for instance mister hates the torn jeans like he just doesn't see the point it just makes no sense to him to buy something that's ripped up it's like why that's just how he feels. I have a few pair. <laughs> and mm-hmm. but I know that it's something that he doesn't like. Now, does that did that mean that I stopped buying them or that I threw them all away? No, it doesn't mean that. I still wear them, but out of respect for him because I know that's something that he doesn't like, I wouldn't necessarily wear them if we were going out together. Because that is okay. just not that big of a deal to me. Right. I I agree as far as like telling me what friends and where I can go or, you know, different things like that. I, I want to know why, because I may be willing to listen or even compromise if your reason is legitimate. Like if you feel like I shouldn't go somewhere, like you shouldn't go to that neighborhood or I feel uncomfortable with you going to that neighborhood. Now it again, for me, it's all in your delivery too. Because if you say, Hey, you know, Hey babe, going to that area just makes me feel really uncomfortable. Is you know, do you have to go over there or, you know, can I drive you or whatever? Then we may be able to compromise. But if you flat out tell me like a child, you you can't go over there, I'm going to probably respond like a child or in a petty manner and get in my car and go directly over there. So I think it's all in delivery and then why you want me to go. As far as friends, that's that's going to be a tough one because my friends are my friends. And a lot of times when, and I heard this from my mom and my grandmother a long time ago, but when the dude goes away, your girlfriends are still there. And so for me, I don't need you choosing my girlfriends. And I was in a relationship where my significant other didn't like one of my girlfriends. He he just, every time she came around, they argued like full on arguments and it was just really hard. 
but he just didn't like her just because. Like, he thought she made me do things that, you know, I shouldn't be doing. I was doing those things because I wanted to, not because she, <laughs> she said anything. <laughs> but, you know, so, but I didn't stop being friends with her, even though he wanted me to. He never wanted me to go any, and, and basically, towards the end of the relationship, he was just like, you know, stop talking to her. And that wasn't going to happen. You know, and plus he just didn't even have a real reason why he didn't like her. He just didn't like her. And so now like you for the clothes, I feel like that's a different story. Like if you tell me that you don't like something or um, you don't, you, you think it's too revealing or something when we go out, then I want you to be comfortable out with me and I want to make you happy. You know, so I probably wouldn't wear those things with you, you know. But if I went out by myself or went out with my girlfriends, I probably, you know, would wear it. I had a dress that um, of my significant other did not like. And I really loved that dress. I thought it made me look cute. <laughs> and it showed it showed a little bit of, you know, figure or whatever. You know how you have those dresses that just really make you feel cute? This dress really made me feel cute. But it was something about it. He just didn't like the way it fit. And so I just didn't wear it with him. But I did wear it. I just didn't wear it with him. Right. And so, and it wasn't like he told me, don't wear that dress. He just said, mm, I really just don't like it. There's something about it I just don't like, you know. And that was cool. I just didn't wear it with him. But, um, but I do know people that won't go places if, you know, their significant other says no. They won't do things. And I don't know. I, I wonder if that like you said, controlling or is he just, or is there some kind of jealous factor in there where he just wants her to himself? No. That's foreign to me because I don't think I've ever had a relationship where I've had that issue. I don't think I would be in a relationship if I had that issue because that, that just wouldn't work with my personality but then I know that there, or that there are some women that have men like that, and I think they like it because it makes them feel special. Right. It makes them feel loved. It makes them feel protected. So I think some women are okay with it. Right, right. And that's what I was going to say. I think some women see that as, oh, he he loves me or whatever. And, you know, he thinks I'm special for me. I see it as you're trying to control me. And almost, I feel like it's a little bit of disrespect because I'm a grown woman. You know, you, you don't think that I can dress myself appropriate. Well, not dressing, but know the right people to hang around or the right places to go or whatever. And again, I think it's in your delivery and conversation because I've said it plenty of times. I'm super petty. So if you come at me the wrong way, I'm going to respond in a petty way, 
most of the time. So well, I'm working on that though. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that would be controlling for me. Like I wouldn't we probably wouldn't make it long in in a relationship if you know if I saw signs of that. You know. So if your significant other just started out just one day, just started doing that kind of stuff, um, flipping the script a little, do you think, and you've been together for a while, do you think you would be able to leave? Or since you've invested in this relationship for a while, would, would you stay or... How would you handle the situation if you've already been in well, it, this relationship? I'm, I'm way past that point where I feel like because you spent a certain amount of time in a situation, then that means you need to stay in a situation. Like I, I, I am who I am and I deal with what I deal with. And that's not something right. that would work for me. That, that just wouldn't work with my personality being told what to right. do or, or where to go. But at the same time, I think that I have softened up a bit because I was really bad when I was younger. Like you couldn't tell me mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> like you would tell me uh-huh. to go left and I would go right just because you said go left. In a lot of situations, not all situations, but in a lot of situations, but I'm at a place now where I am able to listen more and compromise more which is a a, a big thing so I can do that but to have somebody that's overbearing and completely controlling that that wouldn't work for me yeah yeah no that wouldn't work for me I I agree I think with age I have mellowed out a bit Mm -hmm. and so I am more willing to compromise on things now in my 50s that I wouldn't even have entertained in my 30s you know I that wouldn't have even been a conversation you know in my 30s but now I'm able to compromise Or even if I'm not willing to compromise or to give in, I'll at least listen and my response is better. You know, I'm not flipping out and going off. My response is better. Like, this is why I feel like I can't do X, Y, Z. And we can have a conversation. And again, I think that just circles back to with age comes growth and and wisdom. And I think you learn about what's more important. Right. You know, so what's, what's, and you, just like you do with anything else, you choose your battles. Like what's important to argue about? Do I need to argue about, I really want to wear this dress and I know you don't like it. And do we need to fight about this? Or, can I wear one of the other 90 dresses I have in the closet? Right. You know, like, it's it's not that big a deal. You know, some things are are okay to, to work with people. Because I would want him to work with me. 
you know, if he, if I said, Hey, I don't, I really don't like the way those shorts are fitting or, you know, whatever. I'm not that person that's going to try to dictate where you're going and what you're doing right. and who your friends are. I'm going to leave right. it to you to make good decisions because <laughs> if not, right. then I don't need to be in this thing with you. And I think that in the sense of, I don't like your girlfriends because I think that they are this or that. And I think that they are going to have you doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Well, then you would have a problem. You should have a problem with me and not with them. So yeah, I'm not going to, uh, and a, a lot of the reason why I don't do it or I wouldn't accept it because I wouldn't be doing it to you. Right. And I think a lot of that has to do with trust too. Like as far as telling me where to go and who to be with and, and that kind of thing. I think that has to do with trust. If you trust me, then you know that I'll make good decisions. You know, whether she's single and she can do whatever she wants and I'm in a committed relationship and you feel like, well, she may influence me. You should know me and you should trust me. And so I think sometimes that controlling feature comes out when you feel like you don't trust the person is going to do, you know, the right thing or there's some jealousy issues. And for either one of those trust you know, mistrust and jealousy, I can't deal with anyway. Right. So if you don't trust me enough to, you know, if I call you and say, hey, I'm meeting the girls after work and you say, no, you got to come home. If you don't trust that I'm going to do the right thing, then we shouldn't be, you know, together anyway. Or, you know, uh, I know people who say their significant other wouldn't let them have friends of the opposite sex sex that wouldn't work for me either because I talk to everybody you know I I make friends with everybody and you just would have to trust that you know what I'm telling you is the truth that he's a friend and that's it so um yeah that that whole thing that whole controlling situation when she said and she was calling in to ask them you know, how should she handle it? And I was like, how should you handle, you know, obviously it was something short and tight or whatever. And I was like, well, maybe he just felt like it wasn't, you know, the most appropriate thing. And then she started talking about other stuff. And I'm like, okay, now we could get into some controlling issues. And that could be, that could be a problem because that could lead to all kinds of other stuff you know, that you don't want to, you know, get into. So I just thought that was a a pretty good um, topic to talk about controlling and clothes and everything. So, but, so I wanted to make sure we had enough time to talk about Ratchet Recap. Did you watch the premiere of Married to Medicine? I did. And so what were your thoughts? What were your... What did you think about the premiere? I thought that it was a, a really good opening. 
episode for the season. <laughs> I thought it was a good one. And it was, I, th- I think that there was a lot going on in this episode. And yeah, I feel like I watched everything last year, but coming back into this one, I was like, okay, so what's going on? Because there were some beefs going on that I wasn't aware of. And I don't really follow the ladies on social media. So that could have been a reason why as well. But Simone and Heavenly were having issues. And I think it stemmed from Simone's husband and Heavenly getting into something, some back and forth on social media. So they were they were on the outs and it looks like Simone and Quad are still not close. So it was a lot of little things going on in there. Yes. And so okay, I felt the same way because I actually didn't get to see like the last few minutes of the episode. But and and you know how you're watching it while you're doing something else. So I kept when I heard that Simone and Heavenly were beefing. I was like, okay, maybe I need to go back and watch the last episode or maybe I need to rewind. Did I miss something? Did I go out of the room? Because I thought that they were like, they were close. close. It's so close to the point of Simone did confide in heavenly with some stuff that was going on in her marriage. And I don't know if Cecil, Simone's husband said something on Twitter that, rub heavily the the wrong way but heavily shot back and kind of said some stuff that Simone felt like was shared with her in confidence so she she felt like heavily betrayed the trust in their friendship well yeah I saw what she said on Twitter I wasn't clear what he said that was wrong I, I felt like I need to go back and see that part but I, I because he said something about whatever uh had not had Mariah had said about heavenly heavenly's house or something be, not being clean or something. Yeah, she needed to pressure wash heavenly, it. <laughs> yeah, and then heavenly clapped back and said something about him. She should hire him basically because he don't have a job or whatever. Yeah. You know, I thought that that was. That was kind of a low blow. Like, you you tell your girlfriend things because you know that you're able to say it to her, but that's where it ends. You know, you, you're able to put it out there and vent, but it's not going to go anywhere. But for her to not only say it, but then to put it on Twitter, like, that's, that's really bet- betraying our That trust. stems from... Uh, Heavenly and Dr. Jackie's podcast, I think it's called Open and Honest, and they were talking about, I think, the girlfriend cold, and that was one of the things that they brought up. When your girlfriend confides in you, that, you're supposed to take that to your grave. Right. One of the other things that Jackie brought up was, or what happens when you lie on your girlfriend. Uh. And, you know, when because who, who, which one was she talking about? She was who? talking about from the reunion when Quad said that Mariah did cope. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, and then I thought I saw Mariah say that she stands by that. Like, you know, that, I mean, not Mariah, I'm sorry. 
Quad say that she stands by what she said about Barack. Quad did say that, and Quad wasn't. said, "I'm telling you what I saw." So, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. And, and lying on your girlfriend is different than lying on somebody who's not your girlfriend. Like those two are beefing. So, but I think the the the, the issue with that you know. is, I I I get that they're beefing, but. There are people, well, I don't really beef with people, but there are people that maybe I don't talk to anymore. I think that you have to think back to, okay, we're not friends anymore. We we don't like each other. But at one time you did. And and, and if this happened, right. I don't know. I don't even like to put it out there in the atmosphere, but whatever Quad is saying that she saw, then this was something that, I'm assuming Mariah felt comfortable enough to do in her presence. So even if you guys are not friends right. anymore, that's not something that you should take back out because just like, you know, intimate details about her, I'm sure she knows intimate details about you. And then it just becomes a whole back and forth backlash. Like just don't do it. Just don't right. deal with one another and leave it right. at that. Yeah, plus I think you have to think about when you start getting nasty like that, because that is that's really nasty to say something like that. You have to think about how uh, the collateral damage, like who else is going to be hurt by you trying to hurt her, like her family. She has younger children, you know, they're not adults. And see, the issue is, if we go back to the reunion, Quad said, I'm sorry, but Mariah said Quad was having an affair with her sister's husband. Yeah. So then, it, I mean, and one could say, yeah. okay, but that's not as bad as saying somebody is doing drugs. But at the same time, you don't know how she feels about well, being the, labeled as sleeping with a married a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think both of them just got really nasty and I don't know. I don't really, like you said, I don't really have anybody that I'm just straight beefing with or whatever. Like I do have some people that we were friends and now we're not. Um, but when we, whatever happened and we weren't friends anymore, it was just that. Like we're not we weren't going around cursing each other out or putting stuff on, you know, social media about each other or whatever. Like it, it's done. It's done. I don't have anything negative to say because like you said, at one point we were friends and obviously I cared about them. And just like I know stuff about them, they know stuff about me. So we should just, you know, I don't, I guess, I'm really surprised at how women over 40 still behave that way. Like maybe when I was in my 20s and 30s, if that same situation of friends that now I'm no longer friends with probably would have turned out differently. But now that I'm 40s and 50s, I, you know, let's just don't be friends and leave it at that. Like, Telling each other's business and all of that, I that that's just a waste of time and it's hurtful. And again, I believe in karma. You know, if we really <laughs> want to get into it, something can really be said about all of us. Yes, yes. Now, I did have a question. 
what is uh what is her name the one who's in school um, contessa. contessa this is my thing with contessa contessa stopped her practice last year because she was feeling guilt about not being at home with the kids so she said i'm not gonna work right okay fast forward what nine ten months maybe a year at the most and she's in Nashville. <laughs> like, so you felt guilty because you were at the office all day, but now you're gone the entire week. Right. So that's what I was wondering. So is she gone like for a week and then she comes back on the weekends? I missed that little part when, or if she discussed, I'm like, well, what was the whole point in you quitting your job? Like, I thought that that was, and, you know, I'm all for women working, do whatever makes you happy. But I thought that was the whole point of quitting, you know, and now you not only, you're not back at work, but you are Those away, kids drove her out of town. You know, everything. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe she just couldn't. She couldn't take me in at Okay, home. well, go back to work. I mean, or go to school locally or go to school online. But you know what? That is none of my business. I guess she went where she had to go. But anywho, speaking of Contessa, yeah. what about her calling Eugene a fat-ass bitch? Well, okay, so I missed that part, but I did hear about it. And I didn't get why she called. Like, not that it was right. I just didn't get the part of why she Well, the thing is, that. and so, really didn't have anything to do with her. This was with the conversation with Simone and Heavenly. And, it, and, and their beef initiated with Cecil, Simone's husband. So what Heavenly said was, I don't even like talking to the men. The men shouldn't get involved when the women are having issues. That's just wrong. And then I think... Right. Contessa piped in and said something like, well, if if the man is going to jump in, then I have every right to say something to the man. And then Mariah and Toya were saying, no, that's not right. And I think Contessa said, well, because they said that her husband had gotten in Simone's face last year. And Contessa was like, well, Toya, you can't say anything because you know, and really all of you guys, your husbands would ride for you as well. And then I think Toya said something to the effect of, my husband doesn't go back and forth with women like that because that's like a bitch move or something to that effect. And then Mm -hmm. she was like, Uh your husband (laughs) is a bit of of a fat ass a big ass a big ass bitch and that's kind and that was kind of the reaction from everybody and it was funny because the lady that came with simone was like what 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 is this y'all and brought me into what like what y'all got me involved in right Toya was sitting right there, but Toya did not raise her voice. Toya did not say anything. She did not go back with her. Toya just sat there. And the lady sitting next to her, Buffy, said, I'm really proud of you because you really 
you know, you really took that well and you didn't get out of the way. She was like, I'm really proud of you. And Toya said something to the effect of, no, I, I want her to show her true character. I want her to show people who she who she really is. And the crazy right. part is for her to go that far to say what she said to a situation that didn't really have anything to do with her. And I think it was right. all because she's still angry with Toya from last year or even at the reunion when Toya said, you know, we, we're just not friends, which right. sometimes you're not going to be friends. It's okay. Right. I And I, I feel like, too, because even last season, especially towards the end of the season, it seemed like Contessa was trying to, like, be the mean girl, especially where... Um, Toya was concerned and so it seems like she's trying to beef up her storyline or something because you know for a minute she was just kind of like an extra like she really didn't have anything going on she was just you know somebody's friend or whatever like she really didn't have a lot going on and then all uh, between her and Heavenly Heavenly didn't really like her in the beginning or whatever but now it seems like she's just being the mean girl to Toya. Like I think that not- bug is hitting her and she's really trying to be relevant. Like she's feeling the spotlight. She's feeling some of the reality celebrity <laughs> coming yes. through. And I think she wants to be relevant. And, and Toya, right. although Toya has had her beef with a couple of the ladies, but I think right now Toya is pretty much good with everybody because Toya is a likable person. And I think that there's probably some semblance of jealousy going there, going on there for Contessa as well. Right. Because I can't think of anything that Toya has done to her. I mean, yeah, she said Toya hit her in her breast. That was obviously an accident, but it just felt like she was just kind of digging at Toya all of, of last year. And it's starting up this year because she did that whole thing and it was just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, that's just that's really unfortunate though. You know, to to take it th- to that point to talk about husbands and be that disrespectful, that's that's unfortunate. Like even if you're trying to be relevant and have your your moment, you know, whatever. I I think some things are off limits. You know, talking about husbands, because they rarely get into the situations. They kind of just stand back and, you know, look and they comment amongst themselves or whatever. But for the most part, the husbands don't really get into it. And especially Toya's husband, because a lot of times he'll even check Toya and tell her when, you know, she's wrong or whatever. But yeah, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Contessa. Oh, I know <laughs> how I feel my... about Contessa. <laughs> <laughs> she's like my least favorite on there. She's, yeah, she's my least favorite. On yeah, there I just so think far. that she's just doing a whole lot. I think she wants to be more important than she really is. I think that some of the, the whole thing of being on the show is kind of going to her head and she's just really trying to be relevant but she I mean when she did that she looked crazy and everybody was just kind of paused for a minute and I know sometimes things are said and done in the heat of the moment 
But I feel like as soon as that came out, she should have apologized. And like, you know what? Right. I apologize. And maybe she will later on in this season. I don't know. But she she definitely should apologize to Toya and she yeah. should apologize to Eugene because he hasn't done anything to her. Right. Yes. Yeah, that I know I, of. <laughs> yeah. She's my least favorite. Well, and, and one other thing, there was another premiere, the um, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yes. So did you see that premiere? Bits and pieces. Okay. I, I, I think I hyped myself up too much for that because it didn't live up to my height. But maybe there's more well, to come. <laughs> yeah, it, it it didn't have a lot going on. That probably my takeaway from this episode was that she's really considering divorce. What I did what I will say is it seems like Melody's husband, uh, Mar- Marcel, Martel, Marcel, he um he came across as though he almost was trying to justify his infidelity. Like he just wouldn't admit, yes, I did something wrong, and what do I need to do to fix it? Like he was just dancing around and he was saying, well, you told me to go get a girlfriend and, you know, all of these different things instead of just saying, hey, look, I did something wrong, like to her. He said it to his therapist, but even with his therapist, he still was trying to dance around the subject and, you know, have reasons why or whatever. That would tick me off. That was part of the problem last year. He... It didn't seem like he took ownership for what he did. Right. And it didn't seem like he showed any true remorse for what he did. Right. So if you, if you aren't showing remorse or you can't even tell me flat out that you did something wrong and you understand why I'm in my feelings, because I think for her, I know for me, what would piss me off even more is, is the fact that you're trying to make what you did about me, you know? So now you cheated, but somehow it circled back around to be my fault. And that's the part that would really tick me off and have your clothes. And you, you know, don't even come back here. I've already had your stuff moved to the cube storage place down the street. Here's the key. And you can contact the kids every night on this number until he acknowledges that he did something wrong. What will stop him from continuing to do it or do it again? Because he said he stopped, but either way, what will stop him if in his mind, he has ways to justify it? Did you believe the, his explanation of, when the lady called, he said, well, we hadn't spoken in five or six months or whatever. And she just happened to call. Mel just happened no. to be in the vehicle with him. No, no. <laughs> didn't believe it. Didn't, um, didn't believe it at all. Uh, I think he is just, um, just a liar, basically. <laughs> because 
<laughs> because he um he he didn't have a real good justification just that we hadn't been talking and she called well i know that can happen but what are the odds that you know that's how that that happened that she just happened to call at that particular time you hadn't been talking to her and now she calls you yeah no so but yeah so maybe it'll get the season will get better i guess we'll we'll have to see all right well i guess that'll be it for this week's episode bye bye follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.